Hello and welcome to the Future Father Dave podcast. Join me, a Catholic seminarian, each week as I share the story of my vocation and prepare to embark upon the journey of a lifetime as a Catholic priest. Hello and welcome back to another week of the Future Father Dave podcast. Um, I know I'm a little bit late tonight in uh, getting this essay published, or um, excuse me, episode, I meant to say episode, oh I'm in, I'm in such essay mode right now, I'm writing all of my, my final papers for my classes, and yeah, just the word essay, I, I don't ever want to hear it ever again, <laughs> after these uh, next couple weeks, uh, I've written, written a lot of papers lately, so my brain is a little fried, but anyway, thank you for bearing with me here, um, Welcome to the Future Father Dave podcast um, and another episode, and not an essay, it's an episode, and sorry I'm a little bit late tonight in getting this out there, I've just, um, a lot of other things going on today and just keep slipping my mind to actually publish this episode. Uh, I recorded the bulk of the episode, the interview portion earlier in the week, and then now I've just got to go back and add the finishing touches, like this intro section. So with that, I will go ahead and get started with a prayer and um, jump right into the rosebud thorn for the week. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, as we enter this time of Thanksgiving, um, we lift up all those who are traveling this week and going to visit their loved ones that they may have safe travels and this time may be a time of rest and renewal for all as they gather with their families to celebrate and to remember um thanksgiving is a very special time for me and my family specifically as my grandmother um passed away on on thanksgiving so we just thank you for um the tremendous gift that she was to our family and um yeah, just pray that all of this time of families gathering will be fruitful and um, edifying for all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So, um, some highlights from this week. Uh, my rose is, I actually have a couple roses to share. Uh, one is our Thanksgiving banquet that we had up at the seminary on Thursday night. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and we uh, had a very nice formal dinner and, you know, white tablecloths and napkins and the whole bit. It was, it was quite the spread. And um, they made butternut squash soup, which is really one of my favorite things to have this time of year. Um, I absolutely love butternut squash, so that was really cool um, to have butternut squash soup, and um, yeah. And the other uh, rose also has to do with food, uh, and that is getting a new grill for our Glen Mary compound. We got um, a pellet grill, so now we can start grilling a bunch of meat uh, on a regular basis, which is really exciting. So. We made some pork chops on Friday, and I made some roasted potatoes to go with it, and 
it was it was really tasty so that was some highlights from this week um a bud that i'm looking forward to is our big thanksgiving gathering here at saint Minrad with all the glenmary folks um we should have about 30 people uh coming to spend thanksgiving with us um the 12 of us that live here at saint Minrad plus will be joined by um our other men in formation, as well as our executive council from Glenmary and our Glenmary sisters in Owensboro. Uh, all of those folks will be joining us uh, for the festivities um, later this week. So should be should be a lot of fun, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of good stuff planned uh, for those couple days that everybody's going to be here. So yeah, last year was uh, a lot of fun to join them for this. Uh, Thanksgiving tradition for the men in formation. It was my first time getting to meet them while I was discerning, um, and it was a great experience last year when I joined them in Kentucky, so I'm sure this year will be no different. Um, they, they definitely um, did a great job putting it on last year, and I'm looking forward to, to being a part of it again this year. So, And my thorn for this week is um, realizing that... <laughs> I have a lot of work to do uh, before the end of the semester is done. Um, we only have one more full week left after Thanksgiving, um, and uh, I have a long way to go on some of my papers uh, before I am done with the semester. So, uh, Especially my ancient philosophy paper has been um, a real struggle trying to get motivated to get started on that and, and make some, some headway. So, uh, yeah, but we'll make it through and we've only got a few more weeks left. And then after that, I have all of December to, um, uh, be at a Glen Mary parish. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, we, uh, got our winter break assignments for Glen Mary. So we've all gotten our, uh, assignments for where we're going to be sent for our winter break um and f i will be going to maynardville tennessee for my winter assignment so that'll be a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to being involved there um that was one of the two places that i visited when i was discerning with glen mary so it'll be really nice to to return to that parish and i already have some rapport with the the priests and the brothers that are there um so that'll be good to to be able to kind of just jump right in and uh not be going to a new place where i have to build that rapport so yeah uh looking forward to that uh at the close of the semester So for this week's episode, I decided to interview a friend of mine named Wes Wheatley, and he is a graduate theology student here at St. Minrad. He's part of the lay graduate degree program, and um, as such, he has uh, a bit of a unique perspective as a student here at St. Minrad. He commutes from his home about 45 minutes away, and uh, he's only here, you know, several days during the week. He's not here every day necessarily. And so he has, he's part of the community life here at Glen Mary, but 
in a much different way from some of us seminarians. So, but he certainly has been a tremendous asset to our community, and um, I hope you can learn something from his insights and um, some of the things he has to share. Um, and it's possible he is currently discerning with the Diocese of Owensboro, so it's possible that he may join us uh, next year as an official seminarian, which would be uh, pretty awesome, because he would certainly be a wonderful asset for the Diocese of Owensboro, and, um, or maybe it's Evansville. I always get those two mixed up. But anyway, uh, he's going to be potentially a seminarian next fall, um, so please keep him in your prayers uh, as he discerns his next steps after getting his lay theology degree this spring. So with that, I will jump right into my interview with Wes. Enjoy. All right. So this week I'm joined on the podcast by Wes Wheatley, one of my classmates here at St. Meinrad. And he, like Philip last week, uh, is kind of a unique example of a student here at St. Meinrad because he is actually in their graduate theology program. So he's not technically a seminarian with us, uh, but he is in several of my classes and I've come to, to know him quite well over the over this semester. So welcome, Wes. Thank you, David. It's yeah. good to be here. Uh, so if you could just start by giving our listeners uh, a little bit of background on who you are and how you came to be here at St. Meinrad. Right. So like you said, my name is Wes Wheatley. I'm from Hallsville, Kentucky, which is about 40 minutes away from St. Meinrad. Uh, I did an undergraduate program at Brussia, which is where Philip currently is. Yep. Uh, so. so that's cool. I, mean, I did that in theology, and then I was just looking at graduate programs in theology and and uh, the Holy Spirit and the grace of God led me to uh, the lay program here at St. Meinrad. So growing up, did you have any exposure to St. Meinrad as a youth, maybe coming here for retreats or different things like that? Uh, I should have, uh, but it's a kind of a funny thing, I didn't. So every confirmation class at my home parish went here for retreats, except for mine. Uh, and I, I, I just missed, and I, uh, I came here when I was in undergraduate school just looking for something to do, something pretty to look at, um, and just walked around campus, but that was the first time I'd been here and I didn't talk to anybody. And, you know. So how has the experience been here uh, at St. Meinrad being you know, one of only a handful of graduate theology students and interacting mostly with guys who are seminarians studying for the priesthood? Uh, it's been good. Uh, I was nervous the first Yeah, it's kind day. of an interesting yeah. <laughs> dynamic, but we, you seem to really be fit, fit well within the community, and uh, it seems like guys have really o welcomed you with open arms. That's, that's absolutely true. So uh, I started in January of this year, and I, my first class was with Third Theology. So it's a group of guys that have been together for years at that point, uh, but they, they opened right up, up and uh, were very welcoming and hospitable. and. Uh, genuinely caring uh, of me as, as a person and, and as a classmate and it's been likewise with every seminarian that, that I've met. And, yeah, we definitely yeah. have enjoyed having you in my class for sure and um, you even joined us, all the, the guys studying philosophy went out for dinner uh, last weekend and you were mm -hmm. able to join us for that because uh, mm -hmm. you happened to be around which was, it was great to have you, Thank uh, you. for yeah. that. So. so what has been out of, if you could just give us a little bit of 
a background on what the theology program looks like for the lay, the, the lay theology program, I think that would be yeah. neat to kind of dive into. Uh, so I'm a bit of a strange case uh, in that I, I, I live closer than most people in the program uh, and I have more free time than most people in the program, but it, it's set up uh, to be very uh, good for people in all walks of life. So. Uh, it's yeah, because it's primarily on the weekends, right? Yeah, a lot of the a, coursework. Yeah, uh, the weekend programs. It's one weekend a month for three months. Uh, you spend Saturday and Sunday up here in class at St. Minerid. You join mass with the seminarians or the monastic community, depending on which mass is available. Um, and you get uh, a lot of people will, if they work during the week, they'll do that uh, the whole time. Uh, I only work. Uh, I worked every day, but. Uh, my work has been gracious enough that I only work Tuesdays and Fridays during the week now, so I can be here in class with the seminarians. And I think they're starting some new things where you can do online uh, with okay. the seminary, uh, just as an additional option. And you can do it online the regular way anyway. Uh, but Cool. Well, yeah, so yeah. it sounds like St. Meinrad's really doing a lot to accommodate yeah. folks in, the, in the, the graduate theology program and make it, like you said, more accessible for people of all walks of life, people with families and young yeah. kids and, yeah, and that's, all that, yeah, full-time jobs. People currently working, yeah. people uh, looking to work in the future, and then there's a lot of uh, people who retire are still interested in learning and, and think that they may So I bet that's an interesting theology. dynamic, all the people in your class. You don't have just young people like in our seminary classes. You yeah. have uh, a wide variety of people from all walks of life. So yeah. uh, what have been some of the most interesting people that you've met? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I met Wynne. Uh, I don't remember Wynne's last name, but uh, she was a Vietnamese woman from, from Memphis, uh, and she was hilarious. <laughs> uh, just a super, super personality, very excited. Uh, I think in just in the graduate theology program, my best friends have been uh, Spencer and Annie, and the other two uh, young people that li don't live very far away from St. Meinrad. Gotcha. Uh, and I think Spencer is probably the most interesting one and good in that he's a he's a Protestant. Uh, and wow! He found okay, that, uh, he's that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I bet I bet that leads to some pretty interesting discussions for sure. It does, yeah. I uh, my old roommate back in South Carolina, Jacob Wilson. Shout out to Jacob if you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, he grew up Southern Baptist, uh, and so having uh, we had a lot of really great conversations on the back porch about theology and, mm -hmm. and discussing different things. And he, um, uh, yeah, he was definitely very open to um, to having those conversations. And uh, I think we both grew a lot from those conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, even if there were disagreements, um, we were able to to still have those conversations be edifying. And um, yeah, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, if you could uh, give a little bit of, a little bit more background as to like why you chose St. Myrad and like why you're studying theology, mm -hmm. and maybe what you, you hope to use your degree for in the future, because I know there's a lot of different applications for a theology degree. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, there are there are at least two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are to. Uh, be in ministry or to be a, a teacher, a professor of theology of sorts. Um, when I first got into theology, it was sort of accidental. Uh, I, I had found out that I liked philosophy, and then I went to Russia 
uh, and they didn't have a major in theology, but they did, or in philosophy, but they did theology with a minor in uh, philosophy. And so I did that, and I found out I liked theology way better than I liked philosophy. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I was super interested in theology, and I, the one thing I knew was that I wanted to be a teacher of theology, and I wasn't quite sure of the capacity of which I was to teach it. I had a girlfriend at the time through all of Russia. Um, and then we broke up, and then I was looking at graduate programs, and I, I was very interested in academic theology. Uh, I was a little nervous, because uh, uh, St. Minard has more of the reputation of, of just priestly formation rather than academic theology. Uh, so I took a semester off to discern where to go, and I, in that semester I went to work at the Ursuline Sisters of Mount St. Joseph, which is a convent just west of Owensboro. Um, and it was there that I met Sister Nancy, who uh, did some ministry here, uh, and we hit it off. And she's good friends with Sister Gina, who was the dean and the director of the graduate theology program at the time. And uh, she said I was all wrong. Uh, I should definitely go to St. Mindred. It has an excellent academic program. Uh, and she was absolutely right. It's, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, as for the future, uh, it's been so good that I have found myself to be um, a better person just from being here and being around everyone here and I think that's telling that I should um, consider the seminary or perhaps a novitiate of some sort before I discern any further uh, what I am to do with my life so that's yeah. what I'm doing now and awesome uh, yeah yeah well you certainly would be a great asset if you decided to join the folks here from the diocese of would you be in Owensboro or Evansville? I would be in the Diocese of Owensboro. Owensboro, okay, yeah. So, yeah, all the Owensboro guys here that I know are, are fantastic guys, and I, mm -hmm. I understand you do, you do some stuff with them, some outings mm -hmm. and things like that, so you already kind of know those guys, and they know you pretty well. Um, so that seems like it would be a pretty natural transition if that's the route you decide to go. So, mm -hmm. yeah, awesome. Um, let's see, what other questions do I have for you? Um, what has been some of your your favorite class that you've taken as part of the graduate theology program? That's a good question. Um, I I have genuinely have not had a complaint about anything uh, since I've I've been here. Uh, so I'm going to name a few different classes and just what the highlight from, yeah. from each of them. Um, John Henry Newman, uh, I look back on uh, as having maybe uh, given me perhaps the greatest lens to look at everything else through. Okay. Uh, the John Henry Newman elective. Um, In what way? Uh, well, I found Newman to be excruciating to read uh, whenever <laughs> I was in the class. Uh, but... Uh, as it was broken down for me, I found that he's, he's applicable uh, in pretty much every facet of theology. Uh, first principles is one I think you've, you've yep. come to enjoy. And then, yep. Yeah, and I actually, <laughs> I actually wrote my essay uh, just last week uh, about that topic, about Newman's notion of first principles. Yeah. Um, and for the listeners out there, uh, Newman uh, kind of posits this idea of a first principle being like a primary uh, belief that uh, is kind of held by an individual without them really even realizing it. It's like your, your most basic intrinsic beliefs 
so, you know, a first principle could be, an example of a first principle could be like, all humans have inherent dignity, something like that. Or like, it's inherently good to serve the poor. Something like that would be considered a first principle. Yeah. And if you have that, uh, that concept of first principles, it helps you to, to argue. Uh, and I do that, you know, some with, with my yeah. uh, friends or whatever. And, um, other Newman things. The idea of the universities is based on formation of a, of a well-rounded individual, which is something I really uh, Yeah, like. with the four pillars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, he sort of, I was very anti-relativism. Uh, and I'm not saying he's a relativist at all, but uh, I was to the point where I didn't recognize that uh, humans did have a unique experience. Uh, and so uh, whenever I thought that uh, Newman was was going the way that I already was. He, he was pushing back at, uh, against me, and I, I realized that he, he was just right. <laughs> he ch he yeah. challenged you yeah. um, to rethink the way that you thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I look at had a synoptic gospels class that was a weekend class, and we went through the synoptics, uh, Luke, Mark, and Matthew. Uh, we went through Acts and the Catholic letters uh, of the New Testament, all just in three weekends. It was very, very intensive, uh, but it was extraordinarily enlightening and just in terms of learning scripture. Uh, I've found, uh, I had an Old Testament class that is just an Old Testament narrative and poetry that has helped me to understand, uh, particularly poetry, uh, just everywhere that it, that it is. Uh, I had a good time in ecclesiology and ecumenism especially because the class project there is to um, become a minister of a particular Christian denomination and everyone does that uh, and, it, and they, they act it and that, that's very fun. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would yeah. be fascinating for sure to try yeah. and get into the head of different uh, different denominations. Yeah, and um, they, they, come and, they come and present at a Catholic seminary. Uh, <laughs> interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, my uncle, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my uncle is actually a Unitarian minister in Boston. I didn't know that. Um, so it, it, it runs in my family just a little bit. Yeah, um, I understand. And um, yeah, yeah, so it's, um, he has definitely a unique perspective that's um, different from mine for sure, but um, he's uh, one of my biggest supporters of being here at seminary. And that's awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he presided over my sister's wedding, so. Wow, that's neat. Yeah, it was yeah. neat. And I, I just finally, I'm really enjoying the creed class. Yep, uh, that, yes, we're in that yeah. class together, <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. a, that's an interesting one, for sure. And, uh, yeah, forget, I forgot about human development and Christian maturity has been uh, very applicable to, uh, to my home life, especially this semester, so. Uh, that has been good, uh, sort of providential that I'm taking it now at a, at a time when it's At a time when, yeah, when you're in, in a transition and yeah. trying to discern what's next, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely been very helpful for me in my discernment as well, being in, you know, my first semester. I think there's a reason that it's, they placed that class early on, because yeah. it certainly helps with the um, initial formation and trying to determine um, kind of where you stand with things. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, I know, appreciate you sharing your kind of unique perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. You have a, a different program than most of the other people on, on the Hill, but um, it's um, mm -hmm. certainly having, 
having your perspective is helpful and um, I think in a lot of ways necessary. Um, one of the really neat things that I didn't realize about St. Minerad before coming here was just how much they do with the community, to engage mm -hmm. with the community in different ways. They're always hosting different visitors and on retreats and conferences and seminars and you know they got the lay theology program but they got all sorts of other things that they run run out of the seminary and um, just it, there's always something new going on which is really neat and there's always new new people coming and going um, yeah. which is definitely a unique experience and it's part of what makes St. Minerad um, such a great place to be yeah yeah I would I would just reiterate that it's um, in terms of the graduate theology program we should mention that they have uh, yeah how big is it uh, I think there's 81 students enrolled in it right now. Wow, that's way more than I yeah, thought. Yeah, uh, it, it is. You're like one of the only people that's here in person. <laughs> there are uh, three of us are full-time. Full-time, uh, okay. Person. Yeah. Okay, so I guess you're one uh, of the only ones that are full-time, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that are part-time. Right. Okay, that uh, makes way more sense. And they just do exclusively the weekends. Either that or, or even or just online. Gotcha, uh, maybe just like one or two classes at a yeah, time. Yeah, just a little a bit at a time. Okay. Uh, there's gotcha. certificates that they do, and stuff. so I'm pursuing a, a master's in theology, but they might do a certificate in high school theology or. Um, okay, so like uh, certifications so that you can go teach and things yeah. like that. Or, okay. Uh, if you're a director of religious ed and you just want to get uh, some be stuff a catechist, polished, yeah, yeah, be a catechist. Uh, yeah. So people will do that, uh, or if you just want personal edification. Uh, yeah. And so there's all. There's lots of options. Uh, I think. Everyone benefits from being at St. Minor. People will come for the weekend classes from hours away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think Stephen, uh, one of the full-time students, uh, moved from California. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. To, to come okay. and, and <laughs> be here. That's, that's quite the uh, ways. Yeah. Which is, and I'm just blessed to, to be not, not too far away. Uh, yeah. It's, you're, you're not, you don't have a terrible commute for yeah. sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time to be with me this week, uh, today on the podcast, and um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving break. Thank you, David. And happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving, listeners. So, first of all, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Wes for taking the time to chat with me for the podcast this week. Um, he has been a big supporter and he's gone and listened to a bunch of my previous episodes. So, I want to thank him for that. Um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me from my discussion with him today uh, or this week was um, just how many people are actually involved in the lay theology program. Uh, he told me there are like 80 students total um, involved in the lay theology program and he's one of only a handful that are full-time and so they're the only ones that I see on a regular basis uh, and I knew that there was people that came for the weekend courses but I didn't realize the the full scope of the program and how many people were involved it to varying capacities and degrees um, at all at all levels you know you have some people who are just doing one or two courses online you have some people that are full-time like him uh, again that's the minority um, but then most of the people I feel like come and do the weekend courses and they'll come for 
one weekend or two weekends a month, uh, something like that, and just kind of work through it at their own pace. So I think it's really neat the fact that they do such a great job to accommodate a wide range of folks who have such a wide range of interests in pursuing theology in the first place. Some of some people, it's for um, for teaching. Uh, they want to go on and teach theology. Some people, you know, they're just for catechetical purposes. They work in a church and they want to be well-formed. Well some people, it's just pure, purely uh, special interest. Uh, they want to take a specific course because they're interested in that topic. Um, you know, all sorts of different reasons for people coming to St. Meinrad. And really that speaks to a much wider uh, phenomenon that I have observed in my time at St. Meinrad and just the fact that the Hill welcomes people from all walks of life and we always have so many different events coming on and they do going on and they do such a great job of making it a welcoming place for all sorts of folks to come gather for retreats and conferences and performances. I mean, we had a, a world-class clarinet concert uh, several weeks ago when my family was here. I mean, and this was a guy who's traveled all over the world uh, playing in big concert halls and venues, and, and yet he's taking the time to come to the middle of nowhere in rural Indiana <laughs> to St. Meinrad. So that just really shows you the kind of the diversity of different things that we we have at St. Meinrad. And having all of these guests here is a wonderful practical way for us to engage with the outside world because a lot of times it's it's it can be real easy, I've noticed, for us to get into our little seminarian bubble and get so focused in on ourselves and our little community and you know our studies which are very specific and very niche um, in comparison to a lot of other higher learning degrees um, that we forget about the outside world and we forget about the people of God and um, having all of these lay people around is a great way to remind ourselves of the wider uh, community of believers uh, that were ultimately one day going to be going back out into the world to serve. Um, so yeah, just a, it's just a great reminder to me to see all these lay people that come and go from the hill and be able to engage with them. Um, and every time I have visitors, um, it just reminds me of how special this place is and how lucky I am to be here because. Uh, when you when you take people around for the first time and they get to see the big incredible abbey church from the outside and they get to walk through the halls and see all the artwork and they're just dumbstruck and I was the same way the first time I walked through these halls um, but you know now that I've been here for a month or for a semester and um, I'm walking through those halls on a daily basis you know it's it can become mundane, routine. And I've started to notice that a little bit in, um, in the sacraments, in the Mass, and adoration. And, you know, we, we have Mass every day here, and we have adoration several times a week. And um, I've noticed myself kind of falling into, like, okay, this is, this is becoming 
a little bit too routine. Um, and, um, you know, having this opportunity to reflect on this and um, the visitors and just, it's a good reminder to me of how thankful uh, we should be and how thankful our heart posture should be uh, when, we, when we have the opportunity to go to Mass each time. Um, because it really is a gift to be able to go to Mass and to receive Jesus fully present. Um, it's an incredible gift, and it's not something that we should ever take for granted, um, no matter how often we go to Mass. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's kind of kind of a little tangent, but I think it's um, something, something worth noting uh, as we go into this Thanksgiving week, and to remember to give thanks for um, the great blessing that is the Eucharist, um, because it is such a central part of our Catholic faith. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, shout out to Wes. Uh, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Hope you uh, took something away uh, as listeners uh, from his discussion on uh, the lay theology program here at St. Myrad. So, I don't have any winks of the week to share with you this week, unfortunately. Um, it's been kind of a, an average standard week in that respect, um, but hopefully I'll have something crazy to share next week. So stay tuned and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of the Future Father Dave podcast. I'm eternally grateful for this opportunity to share my journey with you. And I pray that in sharing my story, I can inspire you in your own spiritual journey.